Drill through the answers, drill out a blithe spirit, and slice me, dice me, spread me on your slides. <coughs> Dang. <coughs> it's got like the mucus that won't come out. Frickin' coronavirus. All right. Hello and welcome to Nick's Knack for Neologisms episode 52, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered demagogue, rigmarole, and jettison. And in this episode, we're covering blithe, rue, and vilify. Before we start our new words, let's review our words from last episode. We'll start with demagogue, and here's your hint. We broke this word up into its prefix and suffix to help remember its definition. So pick the word most closely related to demagogue. Spontaneous, authority, indifference, leader, or constellation. Spontaneous, authority, indifference, leader, or constellation. We would say leader because a demagogue is someone who leads the people by appealing to their emotions and prejudices. And we remembered that demo means people and agog means leader. So a demagogue is literally the leader of the people. Then we had rigmarole and we thought rigmarole was kind of rigmarole itself. Do you remember its definition? Pick the word most closely related to rigmarole or rigmarole. Hysterical, knowledgeable, unknown, smoggy, or complex. Hysterical, knowledgeable, unknown, smoggy, or complex. We would say complex because rigmarole refers to a complex procedure or process such as trying to obtain a license inside a government facility, or it can also refer to meaningless and senseless talk. Lastly, we had jettison, and we thought of a father, a son, and a jet. That was our mnemonic. Pick the word most closely related to jettison. Commence, organize, discard, fetch, or glance. Commence, organize, discard, fetch, or glance. We would say discard because to jettison is to throw something overboard to get rid of it. And our mnemonic was the father throwing his son out of the jet because the jet is on fire, the son is wearing a parachute, and the father is trying to save his son by jettison, jettisoning him, okay? That's a hard word to say. Try to say that one, jettisoning, jettisoning him. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on to our new words. Our first word is blithe. Standing on the bare ground, my head bathed by the blithe air and uplifted into infinite space, all mean egotism vanishes. But almost more important to me is the other person who came to train under my father many years ago and he brought with him a blithe spirit, a brilliant companion, and one of the most extraordinary women I have ever met. These calls presage a blithe acceptance of economic stagnation and wanton intellectual and artistic bankruptcy. Blythe, B-L-I-T-H-E, Blythe, 
B-L-I-T-H-E. This is one of those words that's really hard for me to pronounce without having a lisp. Blithe. It's an adjective, and it has two definitions. It can either mean really happy, or it can mean carefree, without thought, heedless, such as a blithe indifference towards anyone's feelings. So here's how I think this word works, and I didn't research the etymology, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think blithe initially meant someone who was really happy, and then later, people were so blithe, so happy, they became carefree and almost indifferent towards their surroundings. Have you ever been so blissfully happy, anything could happen and it wouldn't matter? That's blitheness. And that's my hypothesis as to why there are two different definitions for the word, but I could be wrong. The way we can remember this word is by looking at it, B-L-I-T-H-E, blithe, and thinking be light. It almost has the word be light in there, as in carefree and happy. Be light, carefree and happy, blithe. So who is most likely to be blithe? The woman who lost her dog while putting on her makeup. The man who won the lotto by following his numerical intuition. The dog who hasn't been let outside for 12 hours, or the pebble who always wanted to be a rock. The man who won the lotto by following his numerical intuition is most likely Blythe. All right, pick the word most closely related to Blythe. Thirsty, jagged, cheerful, guilty, or rambunctious. Thirsty, jagged, jagged, cheerful, guilty, or rambunctious. Cheerful most closely relates to Blythe. All right, here's a harder one. Pick the synonym and the antonym. Here are our five words. Troubled, thundering, abhorrent, sunny, fat. So we want a synonym and, a, a synonym and an antonym. Here are our five words. Troubled, thundering, abhorrent, sunny, fat. Troubled, thundering, abhorrent, sunny, fat. So troubled is our antonym. If you're blithe, you are carefree and certainly not troubled. And sunny was our synonym because to be sunny is to be bright and cheery. And there is Harry Truman standing next to him and saying in a blithe and seemingly insensitive way, so how about a little health insurance now? And it's about pushing limits. It's also about saying uh, we, we can't accept blithe or empty uh, statements about what those rights mean. Fortune might either shower us with gifts or, with a blithe smile, steer us towards catastrophe. All right, that's the word blithe, to be joyous or carefree, and we thought of be light, as in be carefree to remember its definition. Let's move on to our next word, which is rue. He told hilarious stories in a deadpan voice. His head sank into his shoulders, his eyes filled with rue as his sentences drawled on. And she turned three times, three times, pointed to me and said, you will rue the day that you did this. Every day that we refuse to look at this as what it is and the scale of it, and really the viciousness of it, will be a day where you will rue that we didn't act.
rue, R-U-E, rue, R-U-E. It's a verb, and it means to feel sad about something, to regret it, to wish that something never happened. You're going to rue the day that you talked against the one true God. To feel sad about something, to regret it, to wish that something had never happened. Rue. We rue the day we had to read Shakespeare. The way we can remember this word is that rue almost sounds like ruin. So the day we ruin our life is also the day we rue. It's the day we wish we hadn't had. The day we ruined our life is the day we rue because it's the day we wish we hadn't had ruined and rue. All right, so pick the word most closely related to rue. Confide, formulate, regret, acquire, or presume. Confide, formulate, regret, acquire, or presume. The word regret most closely relates to rue. Here's a harder one. Pick the word most closely related to rue. Forgive, add, recall, swear, or withdrew. Forgive, add, recall, swear, or withdrew. We would say withdrew because if we rue something, if we regret it and feel bad about it, we might withdraw ourselves from the situation. I know this example is a bit of a stretch, but I promise to make it hard. Beware, O youth of Bavaria, for you shall rue the hour you embarked for this country and a life far different what you dreamed of. They will rue the day that they acceded to this travesty. One quite threats is more like stuttering or, or, you know, like, you'll rue the day that you ever questioned the technological superiority of XML, you know, that that kind of stuff, you know, we'll rue the day someday, I'm, I'm sure that's true. All right, that's the word rue, to feel sad about something, to regret it. And we thought of the word ruin. When our day is ruined, it's the day we rue. Let's move on to our last word, which is vilify. The other thing is you vilify the scientists. And you do that through, uh, through media. It's hard to know whether you've got a compliant media, or, or in this country, where you've got media controlling a compliant government. We see it in the rise of hate crimes and who we choose to vilify. We're very generous in respecting the religious freedom of all, but there are certain groups that we constantly vilify. Native American Indians, uh, Scientologists, Wiccans, um, increasingly today, Muslims. Vilify, V-I-L-I-F-Y, vilify, V-I-L-I-F-Y. It's a verb, and if you haven't guessed already, it means to speak ill of someone, to defame them, to damage their reputation. So he's a guy, I don't know him, terrible that I should just vilify him in front of you here, but... uh... So vilify, in my opinion, is the official word for talking smack about someone. And whom should we talk smack about? Whom should we vilify? Villains, of course. And I don't know about you, but I don't have any trouble vilifying villains. In fact, villains are deserving of our vilification. And when we vilify someone, it's as though we are out to make them appear as if they are a villain. 
vilify, to speak bad about someone, to defame them, or to damage their reputation. All right, so pick the word most closely related to vilify. Burn, boast, bite, blame, or beg. Burn, boast, bite, blame, or beg. We would say blame because often when we vilify someone for something, they are the ones to blame. Here's a harder one. Let's do an antonym and a synonym for this one. Here are our five words. Scold, commend, attribute, compose, defend. So we want an antonym and a synonym. Scold, commend, attribute, compose, and defend. So scold is our synonym. If we are scolding someone, we are berating them, perhaps criticizing them, which is very similar to vilify. And commend was our antonym because if we're commending someone, we are giving them praise, which is the opposite of damaging someone's reputation. I will say, though, a close runner-up was defend for the antonym. That's certainly an antonym of vilify, right? Because to defend someone is to stick up for them, which is the opposite of vilify. But I think commend is a little stronger of an antonym for vilify than defend is. We like to call it evolution Darwinism because then it makes it about one person, one person whom you can try to vilify and attack and pretend that the entire basis for the science has collapsed because you were able to somehow undermine the public's uh, faith in that one individual. I don't want to vilify all of this. Because you can, if you can, if you learn how to use these things with discipline, then rather than having your brain shaped by them, you can use them in ways that are appropriate and enriching. You simply cannot demonize or vilify someone who doesn't agree with you. Because when you do that, the minute you do that, your discussion is over. Your constructive conversation finishes. It's over. All right, that's the word vilify, and we remembered its definition by thinking of villains, those people who are deserving of our vilification. Let's do a quick review of our three words. Our first word was blithe, and our mnemonic was be light. What does the word blithe mean? It means you're either really happy or so carefree you are indifferent. The blithe man didn't look both ways before crossing the busy street as he licked his delicious lollipop. Then we had the word rue, and we thought of its relationship to the word ruined, and how we might feel if our day was ruined. What does the word rue mean? It means to feel sad about something, to regret it, to wish it never happened. I rue the fact I was forced to read Shakespeare when I was 16 as it permanently damaged my will to read anything remotely poetic. Rue. And lastly, we had the word vilify, and we thought of its relationship to villains. What does the word vilify mean? It means to speak bad about someone, to damage their reputation, to talk a little smack about them, yo. Some of the first people we ought to vilify are villains themselves. All right, that wraps it up for Nick's Snack for Neologisms episode 52. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners for leaving me a review on iTunes. Love, love, love. 
found this gem while looking for podcasts to help me study for the GRE. Nick does a great job of explaining and reviewing examples of each word, making it very easy to understand. I love that he throws in some humor and like he, he covers only a few words in each episode, makes it easier to digest. I'm listening almost every day now and actually look forward to it. Who would have thought? Awesome. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that awesome review. It means a lot. And I'm glad there's someone out there looking forward to a podcast on words and their definitions. We are of... Uh, Similar spirits, my friend. We're, we, you probably have a little bit of word nerd in you as well. So good stuff. For those of you who haven't had the courage, like this bold and intrepid reviewer of ours did, please feel free to head over to iTunes and leave me a review. I always enjoy reading them. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on episode 53. Bye-bye.